I told you. I told you it was coming. I told you we're going to start off hour number two with head men's basketball coach, Coach Mike Bellotto, on the back in action hotline on this free-for-all Friday here on RWRC Radio. Yeah, Coach Mike Bellotto and the basketball Red Wolves got the win last night over UTA after a 12-day hiatus. Yeah. Yeah, 12 days. Hadn't played in 12 days. Get the win last night. 75-70, improved to 12-4 and overall, 3-1 and in Sunbelt Conference play. And, uh, hey, no worries. No worries. Don't worry about a 12-day layoff this time. They get right back at it tomorrow at First National Bank Arena. 2 o'clock tip-off. You can watch the game on ESPN+. Plus. But if you can make it to the arena, make it to the arena because this team absolutely deserves your support and uh, they're playing extremely hard, and uh, they're playing a Texas State team who has the identical record of the, to theirs. Yes, they're they're twelve and four and three and one in some belt play. Uh, also, so there you go. Uh, updated look at today's Calmer Solutions hot topic of the day: Which one of these bands slash artists with a food name is more your speed? Meatloaf, the Cranberries, Red Hot Chili Peppers, or Black Eyed Peas? Right now, Chili Peppers leading the way, sixty four percent of the votes. And as promised, let's head to the Back in Action hotline and talk to head coach Mike Bellato. What up? My man, JC, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. Uh, how, how are you is what I want to know because, you know, last night, coach, I seen you. I seen you there at the bench, and you were playing some hella some lockdown defense yourself. So how are you feeling this morning because you ain't a spring chicken? Nah, I'm a little sore on the lower part of my body today. but I, you know what? <laughs> Quads, I quads burning body. today? Uh, quads and buttocks, buddy. They're burning this morning. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, hey, first things first. We we talked about this last night in post, but but for you as as a head basketball coach and and leader of men there, who you're like, you know, listen, guys. I, I realize how hard this is. I know you're tired of seeing my face. I know you're tired of seeing your teammates' face every day in practice, and you're ready to see someone else and take it out on them. How difficult is a this? And I know you're kind of used to it after COVID last year, but the whole start and stop and having 12 days in between games and how difficult is that to to kind of keep the team in a rhythm? You know, it, it is very hard, and you know people do don't understand how tough it is to get these guys to continue to stay focused. You know, throughout a whole week of practice of going back again almost like a rewind to like October playing your first game um, you know and, and you got to keep it light you got to keep it interesting you got to keep it competitive and, and as a coach you want to make sure that you're doing all those things to make sure you guys are playing as hard as they can and getting prepared it's difficult but look it's the world we live in and and we got to just get we got to adjust to it and I, I got a credit to my team they they were excellent in these days that we're off i mean it's so weird to be off 12 days in january without playing somebody else but you know credit to them they stayed focused we did what we needed to do and they helped us get the win last night you know keith and i had kind of a little joke last night and and i know this is going to make you cringe coach but you know he he was referencing the team two years ago and we had kind of that running joke that year about how this team this team don't start to play until they get down double digits, you know, is is how that team was two years ago. And and Marquise said, Now now listen, 
Now listen, that's not this team this year. We don't we don't want to get down double digits before we start playing, you know, cuz you find yourself down double digits last night, but to me the way this team responded uh after halftime and and you know, and and I want you to talk about that, maybe the adjustments or maybe it was just really okay, they've got a half of basketball back under their belts. They're getting their legs under them again. Now they're getting focused and we're going to come out in the second half is going to be much better. But but kind of talk about that, you know, the the getting down but the resiliency of this team to come back and get the win like they did last night yeah i, I saw the interview i thought it was pretty funny because he did, did reference that uh a couple of years ago we're like the the cardiac red wolves you know we, we like to get down and then come back and it was yeah you know, i'll talk about two games monroe you know we were up double digits and they came back mm-hmm. and, and i gotta credit the sunbelt uh too like the, the, these teams are good you know they're, they're good they make runs they got good players as well, and and they they you know basketball is a game of runs, so you're going to see that. Uh, but you know what this team has that I that I haven't seen in my past teams is their their maturity when they get down has never been something where I've really looked in their eyes and worried about them. You know they're always like, Coach, we're good. You know we got this. You know we got to do this better. And and it's more so them talking than me talking. And when I when you see that in your team, you know that they they, they know what they have to do to get better in the moment and and at halftime all we really talked about was turnovers and and being a little bit more aggressive on the ball in pick and roll coverage because i thought in the first half that's where they hurt us and once we did that i knew shots would fall you know we we're one for eight in the first half on threes these guys will make shots we shoot every day so much so i wasn't worried about the offense and once we impacted that on the defensive end we got better so you know these guys are just they're so, and I, I want to say resilient because we used that word two years ago and it drives me crazy, but they, these guys are more mature. They, they just believe they can, they're, they're okay, even on the road, and, and they continue to just, just chip away, chip away, chip away, make the right plays. And, you know, like, like last night, I was just so proud of them, the way they, they, they continue to just push, come back and win the game, you know, and, and that has a lot to do with our older guys. Keith has been here five years, Sewell's been here six years. <laughs> nine years, whatever it is, you know, Desi, <laughs> super, Desi, super Desi, senior, <laughs> super, super, super senior, you know, um, and, you know, Desi's just so mature. Caleb Fields is like unbelievable. And then the maturity of our shadow mayor, you know, going from one year to the next has been something that's been fun to watch. So um, it, it, I, I'm going to credit, credit them on that because their maturity is what, what helps us get those comes back from those double-digit, you know, deficits. All right, Coach, I'm going to ask you a tough question, and I can only ask you this because I know you so well, and and I I know you're going to know where I'm coming from. As a head coach, as you're here in 2022, where do you think you have improved the most as a head coach from the moment you took the job to where you are now? Because I know you're very critical on yourself I know you take a lot of the blame of some of the things that haven't went right previously at the program. Where do you think you've improved the most as a head basketball coach? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I, I can I can name a hundred things, you know, because um, you're right. I, I am very critical of myself, and when we lose, I blame it all on me. I never blame it on the players. Um, and when we win, I blame it. You know, I give them all the credit because they make the plays on the court, but I think one of the things that I've really kind of taken a step back and, and done, a, I think, a better job of over the course of my tenure here, and hopefully that continues, is, is the way we approach practice. So 
I came from a program uh, that's had God knows how many NBA players and with a Hall of Fame coach, and he did his, his stuff his way. And he's, he's, in my opinion, the best there ever was. We practiced, like, when I tell you balls to the wall every day, um, that's what we did. That's just, that's just what we did. And I try to do that. Um, you know, you deal with a little bit of a different athlete, a little bit of a different uh, mentality, you know, here. And, and I try to take a step back and really, really try to take into account uh, where my guys needed more rest, where my guys needed more mental work, where my guys needed more skill work, and, and not just get on the court and beat each other up. And, you know, over the, and I'll, I'm going to go back to three years. It's been three years now where I've really tried to evaluate um, leading up to games or even the preseason, you know, how we approach practice. And, then, and, and, and that's, that's where I think has been the biggest improvement on my end, you know, really trying to watch these guys' bodies and making sure that they're ready to go for game day. And then the other thing was we completely changed our, our entire scouting, uh, you know, last year. We, we, we've uh, given people on our staff different responsibilities and just stick on those responsibilities for the, the entire season. So three years ago, we, we were like, hey, you, you know, Coach Scoot got this scout, Coach Cruz has this scout, that's your team. And everybody had kind of different opinions on how to approach games. And the way we do it now is I got a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, um, and then we all kind of collaborate. And that's the way we did it at Louisville. And it's hard to do because you play Thursday, Saturday now. So sure. it's tough to prepare like that. But I think that that has been the best adjustment as a staff for us because Coach Cruz is our defensive coordinator. Same voice, same approach, same um, – you know, like same opinions, same advice. Scoot, Coach Scutero is our special team slash overall, uh, you know, coordinator. He out of bounds defense, side out of bounds, late game, press offense, and then Coach Young is our kind of personnel slash offensive coordinator with myself. You know, what plays will work, uh, who we need to guard with who. You know, kind of that deal. And it's really been great. Now it's it's hard work on us. It's more work on us. But I think that if it's more work on us, it's less work on the players, and that's what we need to get ready to play the game. Coach, another tough question I feel like I need to ask. Um, how hard is it as a head coach to be coaching in the last year of a deal with the unknown? Look, I, I haven't thought about it. Uh, you know, I respect the question. Obviously, people are, are – it's, it's kind of the elephant in the room. Sure. All I care about is all I care about is these young men. You know that that's my my call to service in this lifetime. You know I'm not worried about anything else. I'm worried about improving these guys and improving this this program. I love this university. I love this program that we built. I love the community of Jonesboro. My family is embedded, uh, um, you know, in this in this state in this in this city. So I go, I approach it every day as, you know, God will serve his hand in, 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 the, in the right situation. I just go in every day. I don't think about it. I just, you know, go ahead and, and prepare our guys to be better young men, better players. And that's what I do every day. And if, if, if it works, so be it. If it doesn't, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be hurt, but it is what it is. I love this place. Uh, there's no other place I'd rather be. Um, for me, it's not about money. It's not about 
anything else in fame. It's about serve. And that's what I'm trying to do every day for these players. Coach, we get a text uh, on the Quality Farm Supply text line from our man, Wes. He says, tell Coach that I love seeing the competitive fire of the team and coaching staff. It truly is fun to watch. Thanks, Wes. I appreciate you, my man. I appreciate those kind words. You know, we put a lot of time in. Uh, it's like you said, it's life or death. You know what I mean? Every yeah. every possession, every minute. <laughs> it feels um, like it from from my point of view too, Coach. I was like, man, this is my my first game back since being sick, and they're about to give me a heart attack up here. <laughs> yeah, heart attack. I think I've had forty four heart attacks in the last few <laughs> years that I've been here. Uh, oh, Coach, I want to ask you this. You know, I mentioned this to you last night, and I I think it's interesting. Like from from my perspective, and and I feel like I'm pretty in tune with this team. I look at this team and I go, okay, for the most part, I know what you're going to get from Norshad. I know what you're going to get from Caleb Fields. I know what you're going to get from Desi Seals. And I know what you're going to get from Marquise Eaton game in, game out. Those four guys, I pretty much can almost pencil in where they're going to be and how they are going to affect the game. But what I feel like makes this version of A-State men's basketball so much more dangerous than years past is it's the other guys. It's it's the Keon Wesleys. It's the Marquise Davis. It's the uh, the Avery Feltz. It's the Malcolm Farrington. It's the C. Wills. It's the Antoine Jackson. It, it seems like it, it might give you as a head coach a little bit of peace of mind knowing that, okay, I know what these four guys are bringing. Now, who's going to be the other two or three guys to step up tonight? It just seems like that's what I see and, and I don't think teams can scout or plan because one night it might be Keon that steps up as that fifth guy, or it might be Marquise, or it might be a guy like Avery Feltz last night who hits a three and then goes back down on defense and draws a charge the very next possession. It makes this team, in my opinion, very, very interchangeable and very, very dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you saying that because we talk about it all the time. You know, a lot of people talk about uh, the leading scorers or the guys that put up numbers in games, but nobody really appreciates the guys that do the little things that don't come out of the stat sheet. You know, I'll give I'll give Keon Wesley for example. You know, you look at his numbers and he's got what four points, three rebounds, or whatever it is, but they don't understand the versatility he helps us with on the other end of the basketball and the little plays he makes that people don't see. Then Marquise Davis steps in and, and you know just does what he does yesterday as far as making big shots and guarding Azor the way he did. And and it, it, Coach Patino said, uh, you know, one of the most uh, intelligent things I've ever heard as a coach was we're sitting and having dinner with Tom Thibodeau uh, one night at Louisville when he was with Minnesota. And he said he can always talk about NBA, great teams in the NBA, and it's not so much one through five. It's, it's if you have a great six through ten, those are the teams that consistently win. And, and I remember a coach telling our team that, and, and I look at this team right now, and, you know, I don't see a, a, a one through five being, uh, okay, we're good there. Yeah, are they consistent? Absolutely. Are they great players? Absolutely. But I'll tell you what, that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh guy that comes in is just as important as your one. I mean, because those guys bring something, a different dimension to the game. They approach practice the same way. They might not play as many minutes, or they might, depending on the game, but – they are that you know you're going to get something from your bench and that's so important to have as a coach because you can play different lineups 
you know, you, you can trust guys in certain situations. And, and to build a great team, which we try to do here in five years, is not only have, you know, great players, but also have great complement players. And, uh, you know, I, I agree. I think we, we have that. And we just got to continue to get better and, and have those guys step up every game. I think the thing that really stands out to me, Coach, is like you mentioned, it's it's guys five through twelve or whatever that you you don't see any difference in the way that one through four treats those guys. Like it, it's it's everybody on the team treats everybody like their Desi Seals or Marquise Eaton or Norshadow Mir. Everybody is treated the same way by their teammates and it just kind of shows that mutual respect but but most importantly to me the cohesion that you're going to need in a season like this that inevitably you guys are going to face adversity I mean you faced some last night you're down double digits and you respond but you know with COVID and not knowing when you're going to play and not going to play and then I think that's going to prepare you for Pensacola when you get in the tournament and it's who knows what's going to happen maybe maybe somebody and I'm knocking on wood I don't want it to happen but you know somebody goes down with a sprained ankle that you really need to rely on well you know that you can look at that bench and you've got guys there that can step up and and play the role of a starter and do whatever they got to do it just seems like that cohesion the understanding of the roles and then the respect amongst teammates it just really is going a long way with this team no it, it really it really is and i always talk about you know the unselfishness of our our quote-unquote star players like Dusty Seals is and a marquis eden keller fields are one of the most like unselfish dudes i've ever been around last night desi fires a pass across court in front of our bench to avery and Avery kind of drives it. We get a turnover. There's a media. Desi is in his face, not why you turn it over, not shoot the ball. That's what he said. He told Avery, shoot the ball. When Malcolm Farrington gets a wide open three in the first half, he missed it. But Desi Seals passes it to him and runs back with three fingers up, like not even looking at the ball go through the hoop. That's how much confidence our guys have in, in, in our bench. And it's fun to see. I, th- I think those guys appreciate that. You know what I mean? Because you want to have the confidence of everybody, um, especially your teammates. And you know, going into Pensacola, and people don't—you know—people got to think it's it's three games in three days. It's tough. You need your bench. You need everybody on the team to contribute because it's it's hard to play three games in three days. It just is. And we've always been big believers in having not a lot drop off on the, coming off the bench, um, and we, we've kind of worked into that. Uh, mold over you know time obviously it's been five years now but these guys come in and they feel just as important as the next guy and the guys that play the most minutes look at those guys just as important as themselves and I think humility is one of the best attributes in any human being being humble and not having ego these guys have that they really do and as good as they are no shadow mirrors like every every field takes a charge uh, every field takes a charge and Norshad slaps his hand after, like, celebrating with him. Almost broke his right hand. I said, Norshad, calm down. He was so happy because <laughs> he's going to help him gonna help him win the game, you know. And those are the things that we got to continue to have, you know. And, look, adversity is going to hit on Saturday. There's no question about it. Texas State is a very good basketball team. And, and when you play a good team and you play in the, in the, in the league like the Sun Belt, you're going to run to adversity. But I, I truly feel like this team has the back of each other. And they, they love each other. They, they want to continue to work um, and win games. And that love is going to help us get through that adversity like we did last night. 
What do you think is the biggest concern you have with Texas State, Coach? I mean, uh, obviously, it goes without saying they are a good team, and and whether it was Texas State or whether it's Monroe or whether it's App or Georgia Southern, I mean, it's it's very obvious that in the Sun Belt Conference, any team can beat any team on any given night. But what is it that concerns you about Texas State? Well, I'll say, you know, we talked about the, the positives of our team, and one of the things I stressed on was maturity. And Texas State has that. You know, Mason Harrell, first-team all-league player. Caleb Asbury, second- or third-team all-league player. Shelby Adams, fifth-year back. Isaiah Smalls, third-year back. All starters last year, four starters that came back from that team. Uh, Nigel Caesar coming off the bench, played 20-plus minutes last year. He's back. Dawson, who played last year, is back. They, they have a lot of mature guys. They won the regular season. They fought through adversity last year with their coach leaving and, and Terrence Johnson, who I think is a phenomenal guy coming in and taking over the program, and they won the regular season. You're, you're coming, you know, you're looking at a team that has been through the fire, um, has been tested, has answered the bell, and they have everybody back, just like we do. So their maturity is something that really, really concerns me because they play well together. They've been playing with each other for multiple years now, and their offense is much better than it's been in the past. You know, people are going to look at a team, Texas State, and what's the old school kind of – mold that you look at texas state is a hard-nosed kind mm-hmm. of great defensive team half court not a great scoring team but it's going to get well they do that defensively and then now they also have a lot of more freedom on offense so it makes them a very very dangerous opponent and I have a lot of respect for them and you know i've been up all night uh watching film and and you don't have a lot of time to celebrate in this league uh you know usually i celebrate till midnight but last night I celebrated to about 1230, and then, and then <laughs> I turned my attention to Texas State because I have a lot of respect for that team. They're, they're, the, they're the reigning regular season Sun Belt champions, and that's what's coming in on Saturday. Talk to the fan base, Coach. Tell them, tell them how important it would be to uh, come put a big crowd at 2 o'clock uh, tomorrow at First National Bank Arena and how much that means to you guys. It, it is. I, I can't stress enough how great the crowd was last night and how we got to continue to grow um, those people in the seats. We, we need people coming and supporting our young men. If you watched the game last night, or if you talked to people that were there, how hard they played to come back, they're doing that not for themselves. They're doing it for the university, the name across their chest, and then they're doing this for this community. So if you like young men between the ages of 18 and 23 – they care about something else other than just themselves and want to, you know, represent a university and a city in a great way, come tomorrow at 2 o'clock. That's exactly what you're going to see. Coach, I'll say this, too. I just did the math, and if my math is correct, only five home games left already. Only five opportunities for everybody to see you guys at First National Bank Arena, and one of those five is tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Yeah, Crazy to say, we've had two home games canceled, right? But mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do everything we can to make sure that well while we're home, uh, we play the best we can for our fans, and 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 the uh, the the way that'll help us play the best is to have people cheering our guys on. So please be there at two o'clock, and for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the season, tune into ESPN Plus and watch these guys, you know, on their quest to hopefully win a championship. Coach, as always, I appreciate you, my friend, and I will see you tomorrow. My guy. Have a good day, buddy. See you. Take care, brother. That's uh, Coach Mike Bellato.
You know, and, and you know, Coach Bellato is always very forthcoming. You know, um, I asked the contract question because it is it is that elephant in the room. You know, because uh, I have people asking me about it all the time. You know, Coach Bellato is in the last year of his contract right now. You know, and he's got this team twelve and four, three and one in some some belt conference play. And and listen, I understand. I understand the the side of the fan base that says, yeah, but I want to see how they finish. You know, I want to see how they finish before somebody starts talking about an extension for, for Coach Bellato. I, I understand that side of things, and I also understand the side of the fan base. It's like, hey, look, you know, we need to get this guy a new contract so he can continue to recruit and continue to build off where this program is right now. I can see – I understand both sides. But, you know, if, if you don't think that that's not a conversation that's being had quite a bit, it is. It is. It, it's. I mean, honestly, that conversation is being had as much as, you know – is is Arkansas State going to rip the interim tag off of Coach Destiny Rogers, or is there going to be a full fledged you know interview process? And is she going to have to interview after the season? I mean, there's a lot of conversations being being had uh, surrounding this men and women's basketball program because both are are kind of at a at a, a strange crossroads, if you will, uh, from a timing perspective. So uh, this is what I know now. I, I can tell you right now, A State men's basketball playing very well. A-State women's basketball, even with the loss last night, playing very well. Of course, missing Kia Patton last night did not help playing a tough uh, South Al team on the road. You know, uh, all she did was drop 30 and one half uh, last week. Uh, yeah, it, it hurts not having her at your disposal, and hopefully she can be back tomorrow taking on a very tough Troy team on the road as well. And so, uh, anyway, you know, just some of these things, just the 